In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. <coughs> Beloved Orthodox Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, we came to the last Sunday before we start the holy and great period of repentance, the holy and great Lent. And throughout this last four Sundays, the Church has been preparing us to enter the correct way into the stadium of the spiritual contest, to enter the correct way the uh, stadium of spiritual excellence, of gaining for us back that which we lost, that which we lost through our first far parents, Adam and Eve, that which we lost, which is called paradise. That is what the church commemorates this last Sunday before the entry into the uh, holy and great land. It, the church commemorates the expulsion of Adam and Eve for, uh, from paradise. That start of the tragedy of the human race when mankind that was called to be in unity with God, mankind that was called to develop a relationship with God from excellence to excellence, from grace to grace, growing in their friendship and relationship with God, instead of that, the mankind was cast out from paradise. Mankind lost that place which it had been given by God, the place of being uh, uh, in a special relationship with our Savior, above every other creature, man was put to have that friendship with God, to have bear his image and to be one with God. Why does the church commemorate this event on this Sunday? Because the first commandment given to man was the commandment of fasting. Man was given commandment of fasting as the first step to uh, make his will more excellent. That was the reason why the commandment was given, so that man could prove, the man himself could prove that he wanted to be with God. Everything was given to man as a blessing. Everything was given to Adam and Eve as a gift. But they had to become from babes into mature human beings spiritually. And the only way a human being can mature if he proves that when he has a choice of doing one thing or the other, he will himself, out of his own will, choose to do the right thing. Unless a man proves himself that in face of, of a choice, he chooses out of his own will to do the right thing, until that moment he is spiritually obeyed. And that is why that commandment was given to Adam and Eve, the first commandment of God, that they should not eat from this one particular fruit that was planted in the Garden of Eden. And what's happened? Instead of loving the commandment of God above their own will, instead of listening to God's word, in, in, uh, uh, instead of that uh, word of the deceiver, the devil, they chose to do their own will, to listen to that deceiver that was talking to them in their ear. And that first commandment, the commandment of not eating from this one particular fruit, in that they failed. They listened to their own will that was suggested to them by the devil instead of listening to the will of their creator who had given them everything, who had blessed them with everything, and was giving them opportunity to become mature spiritually. But that is not the reason why they were expelled, though. If we listen carefully to the book of Genesis, they were not expelled from paradise because they broke the commandment. No, they were expelled from paradise because they failed to repent for it. 
That is the reason for what happened when they, were, when they broke the commandment. Yes, they were straight away darkened. They straight away saw how naked they were spiritually, that without God they had nothing. And they hid themselves, both Adam and Eve. But what did God do? Did he simply cast them out straight away? Did, they bar, did he bar them straight away from paradise? No. He comes and searches for them. He, our Savior, knowing that his creatures, his beloved creatures that, had, that carry his image, on whom he put so many blessings, that they had disobeyed him, they betrayed him, they preferred to be friends with the devil rather than be friends with their creator, even though he knows all this, yet he searches for them and calls to Adam, Adam. And what happened when he questioned both Adam and Eve and asked them why did he, had they done such a thing, that uh, having given them one commandment they didn't wish to uh, keep it, they, instead of repenting, instead of Adam saying, it is my fault, my Lord and Savior, I chose to do this. And Eve, instead of saying that it is her fault, she, she chose it, they both started to blame each other. Adam started to blame Eve, and Eve started to blame the serpent, that is, the devil. One thing needful that they needed to do, to accept the guilt and say, it's our fault, forgive us, that is what they failed to do. And that is the reason why they were barred from paradise. Because in their heart there was no found repentance. In their heart there was no found desire to come back to God. If they had stayed in paradise it would have been impossible for them to grow spiritually but rather darkened more and more. That is the reason why a Savior barred them from paradise so that they would know what is it that they have committed and they would have ample opportunity then to repent. For when we are not grateful for what we are given and we cast it away as if it was nothing, when we are lack thankfulness and gratefulness, when we, when we are given even more blessings, we will appreciate them even less. That is why God barred other meaning from paradise, because there was no repentance in them. First, they didn't desire to do the will of God. And second, when they failed to do that, when they failed to keep the commandment, there was no found repentance in them. So therefore, it is through this that we have lost paradise. How do we regain them? By doing exactly that what Adam and Eve failed to do. Loving the commandments of God and putting His commandments above our desires, above our attractions, above everything that devil suggests to us that is, that is sweet but uh, bitter in the end, things of this world that draw us away from God, loving above all the commandments of God, above all this, that is true fasting. Fasting is not simply abstaining ourselves from foods. That is an outward fasting, outward sign that we are fasting. Rather, true fasting is abstaining ourselves from the evils of the world, from the will of the devil, from, the will, from sin and passion, but rather struggling with the whole might to implant in us the love for God's commandments. In effect, fasting that we fast the great land now that we start, is simply making an extra effort for the things that we are supposed to do in the first place, for the things that we give promise that we would do at the time of the Holy Baptism, to be entirely Christ's, 
to do his will, to spit upon devil and upon his machinations and upon his lusts. Therefore, there's nothing special that we're doing in the, during the Holy and Great Land except to give an extra effort for the things that we are supposed to do in the first place. And by this, by loving God's commandments, by trying, in trying hard in our hearts to want to do His will and not the will of this world and not the will of what that deceiver that suggests constantly the things against the will of God, that is true fasting. Fasting inside us to abstain from lusts of this world. That first and foremost. And secondly, repenting. Repenting in everything that we fail to, to do this. For by do this, doing these two things, we regain paradise. That which Adam and Eve lost because of their unwillingness to do the will of God. And to repent when they were told that they had transgressed by doing the opposite. By striving to do the will of God and repenting in everything in which we fail to do the will of God. By that we regain that which our forefathers lost. We truly regain in our hearts. In the, in the age to come will regain in the heavenly kingdom. But in our hearts already here in this world. Paradise is established in our hearts. When we truly do that which, is, which our Savior asks us to do. And in our hearts will again paradise blossom. And in our hearts there will be planted the garden of Eden. Already in this world. That is what the saints had accomplished. Although they went through many tribulations and trials and outly, outwardly they were destitute, that is what they cultivated in their hearts, that paradise should blossom, that lost paradise should blossom in their hearts. I said, beloved Christians, that throughout the last four Sundays the church had been preparing us to enter correctly in the contest of the great and holy Lent of true fasting. The church has been teaching us to strive for that regaining that paradise. But there's one continual line of teaching that the church has offered us throughout these four Sundays. And what is that? That if we want to gain paradise, if we want to have peace and reconciliation with God, then we should have peace and reconciliation with our fellow human beings. For love of God is found in our love towards our neighbor. And if there is no love towards our neighbor, neither there will be love towards God. That is what we saw in the parable of the publican and the Pharisee. How that Pharisee thought that he was pleasing God, but couldn't see that he was entirely destitute from the grace of God because he despised his own neighbor. He compared himself to his neighbor and exalted himself over his neighbor, thinking how good he was in the sight of God, comparing himself to the publican. The same we saw in the parable of the prodigal son, when we saw the older son thinking that he was doing the will of God, in effect was alien to the spirit and mind of his father. Why? Because he had no love for his brother but rather preferred to judge him, preferred to abstain going into the banquet hall when the whole household was rejoicing at the return of the prodigal, his younger brother. He himself decided to stay outside. He chose to be out 
from the cast out from the banquet of the Father, that is, the heavenly kingdom, in order not to be partaker, not to have anything to do with that sinner, sinner of a brother that he, that he had. And so we see that the sinner himself returned and the whole household rejoiced at his return. And the man who thought himself righteous, thought that he was doing the will of God, he himself barred himself out of the kingdom of God. And on the third Sunday of the Triodion, last Sunday, we heard the, our Savior describing the great judgment day, the last judgment, how he shall separate or to the, from the right to, and to the left the lamps taking him to, to the right and the uh, goats casting them away to his left side. And what was the reason, above every other reason, that he chose the lamps that were on his right side? Because they were merciful to other human beings. Because they saw God's image in other human beings. And that is why how they fulfilled and proved that they truly loved God. Because they saw that His image in other human beings and gave them to every, according to their means, being charitable and merciful to others. And the reason why the ones who were on His left side, that is, the ones who are the sons of perdition, lost the heavenly kingdom... It's because they thought they loved God. But in reality they didn't. Because they didn't see, didn't see his image in every human being. But rather when they saw a man destitute whom they could help, they decided and, desired, and rather to, to pass by rather than to help him and to give a helping hand. And today as well we are given that one and the same uh, uh, teaching. That if we want to fast correctly in order to find peace with God, that the paradise be planted in us, if we want to be reconciled with God, if we want our fasting to be effectual and not simply a diet, then we should be reconciled with our neighbor. And in whatever is in our hands, to do in order to be at peace with our neighbors, to forgive everything that we were harmed in and to ask forgiveness in whatever we have harmed others. By making this effort, it is difficult. In many times it goes, it goes against the grain of our fallen human nature because things stay in our heart. Things that we were offended, they stay in our heart and things that we offended others, that stays in others' hearts as well. And many times it's almost against the human nature to do that effort, extra effort of asking forgiveness and forgiving. But that is why Christians are called to be not mere human beings, but defied human beings. We're asked things that are above nature. For us, impossible, but to our Christ, all things are possible. And if we make that effort, if we put in our heart at least the desire, a conviction in our heart, that this is the right thing to do, and I may be falling short of this standard, but that is the right thing to do, and I should strive for it, then we'll see how our Savior will come and help us. He will give strength to our heart to do supernatural things, to forgive and forget all those things that, that we were offended by, and also to give us strength to ask for forgiveness for things that we are offended, with which we offended others. Therefore, let us strive, beloved Christians. That is why the church has put the Sunday, called the Sunday, the Forgiveness Sunday. Because she wants us, our, our Lent, our fasting, our contest, not to be fruitless, 
And knowing that if we don't have forgiveness for our fellow human beings in our hearts, then our fasting will be fruitless. That is why she enjoins us. The church tells us, brings us by the hand and sometimes by ear to tell us, this is the right thing to do, man. Yes, it is difficult. Yes, it, 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 it needs supernatural strength. But it is the right thing to do. Do not justify yourself. Do not excuse yourself. But ask our Savior for strength. And then we, when, we, when we do ask, and when we allow Him to work in us to do what is right, then we'll truly see how much strength we shall receive to do even the supernatural thing of being forgiven for, and, uh, and asking for forgiveness. Beloved Christians, let us make an effort. Make an effort of being compassionate towards one another, of reconciling ourselves towards one with the other, of making this foundational step for our salvation, without which there cannot be reconciliation with God. If we try it, if we truly make an effort to do this, then we will see how our fasting will flourish, how our fasting will be full of joy, of peace, of tranquility, how our paradise of God will truly be implanted in our hearts. Of this, may our Savior be most worthy. Amen.